Jose Roberto from Safari Legal. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you, Richard. Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for hopping on the call today. Hopefully the internet holds up. Here in Nosara, it's been going in and out. But while I have you on the line, I was going to see if you could help us kind of understand what's going on with employers, employees. I know there's been some residency stuff going on with the borders being closed. Uh, just, just all this stuff. Can you quickly get us up to speed with what's going on these days? Sure. Uh, Rich, thank you for having us. I mean, I know that it's uh, complicated times for everybody and uh, we wanted to help out by at least putting out some information that might help, uh, you know, everyday people, uh, business owners, and, and you know, uh, this is something that is affecting everybody and it will affect us for, for many, many months to come, not only from a health perspective, uh, but also uh, from an economic perspective. Okay, so I think that's uh, the focus that you wanted us to have on, on, this, uh, on this call. And, and go through through that stuff. Obviously at our office, um, the most questions that we are having uh, is from business from a business perspective, especially since you know with the closing of the borders uh, and, and with uh, the government asking uh, people to follow uh, isolation guidelines, businesses right. uh, have been hit extremely hard okay? and, and uh, when I say businesses, we're not talking about, you know, a huge hotel or a huge uh, restaurant chain uh, is for, you know, any kind of business has been, it's been pretty, pretty big hard, you know, so it's, uh, it's important to bear that in mind and that all of those businesses uh, generate uh, jobs for the community and, and income. So uh, um, among all of the things that are going on, the government has been very proactive uh, into passing certain laws and certain changes that will allow a little bit of more ca cash flow to companies and to businesses, uh, you know, in order to be able to especially not close down and not perform uh, a lot of, of firings from their employees. Okay, so uh, I wanted my part to focus on the labor changes that have been going on. And there are two things very important things that were approved, okay? Uh, the government approved a law uh, that basically allows business owners that while the national emergency uh, is in place, they can on the work shifts and consequently on uh, the workers' pain. Okay, that was taken as a measure so that business owners will not need to fire their employees or shut down uh, their business. Okay, so very easily speaking, if a business owner, obviously there needs to be a procedure and file some documents, but if a business owner is able to demonstrate that um, in difference to last month, they generated 20% less income, basically they can request for the deduction of those working hours for their staff of at least 50% of the working hours. Okay, so in, in, um, as an example, if you had a worker that would work eight hours per day, you can basically uh, ask him to come in only four hours per day and uh, pay him proportionally to what he's working. Okay, okay. so 50% uh, decrease in pay and 50% decrease in time proportionately. That's Correct. one of the options. Okay. Correct. Uh, within the law also, if your business has been hit so hard, like most of the tourism sector 
uh, is having at this moment, you know, um, they can deduct that even the working hours to 75%, okay? For that, you need to demonstrate uh, through a sworn statement or a CPA certification that during the same period of time, one year before, right now, uh, your income has decreased at least 60%, okay? So if you can demonstrate 20%, you can cut down up to 50. You can demonstrate 60% uh, as, a, as in comparison to last year at the same time, you can cut them down to 75. Okay, so from the employer side, this is, uh, well, this is the challenging situation because the employers obviously aren't making any money right now, but you also don't want to clear out your employees. So it's, it's a tough situation. That is correct. You know, uh, there are businesses that, that continue to operate and they still have some, some customers coming in. But for example, if you have a hotel that, you know, that relies on foreigners coming in with the borders closed, basically you have zero occupancy right now. Uh, so you need to lower down uh, your expenses. Uh, then the other possibility is, uh, which actually was always uh, contemplated in the labor code of Costa Rica, but then now was waived certain requirements that will make it a little bit quicker, is that while the emergency is in place, uh, the government is allowing employers to suspend labor agreements, okay? So that would basically mean that for a certain period of time, you know, while the situation is in place, you can actually suspend labor agreements. And, and that means that no wages uh, need to be paid. Uh, and, and obviously no work needs to be done by the employees. Okay, the, the bad part about it is that obviously, you know, the employees, uh, will not uh, have a salary during, during that specific period of time, okay? So, gotcha, so for that option, they get to keep their, their space with their company, but correct. they're not receiving payment, but they're not being fired per se, they're just that is on correct. hiatus. And, and exactly, and when the situation ends, then uh, you know, the, the work agreement is, is back in place uh, with all the same benefits that the person had before. There this are is some, all very different, uh, this is all very different than normal Costa Rica regulations and rulings. It, it is, you know, it's, uh, to us, it's been very interesting watching how the government has actually worked pretty hard to, for a lot of things to happen that obviously if this wasn't happening, they would have never even been into discussion in Costa Rica. Okay. Uh, and, and the last thing is that we have uh, recommended that in, obviously it depends a lot on the cash flow capacity of the business owner uh, to try and mix certain options. So for example, in some cases we have recommended, okay, you can suspend partially your payroll because you don't, not, you don't need to suspend all labor agreements. You can do that partially. Okay, so you can suspend certain part of it and then on the other ones you can reduce the, work, the working hours, okay? Or for example, you can, suspend the labor agreements but you know if your cash flow allows you to why don't you give uh, a payment or some you know some money to the employees so they can hold on during these months and then we can credit it toward or even some Christmas bonus okay uh, so that at least the employee has some you know has some money to spend during these difficult times um, and, and at the same time you can credit it uh, towards something else in the future. Okay, so 
I urge people to, you know, to contact their attorneys uh, and their accountants to see exactly how their cash flow is and see what, what will work. Because I, I really think that what's very important also is, uh, you know, to help uh, the employees as much as possible. Um, because at the end of the day, they are the ones that are going to help uh, circle the economy back. You know, and if they don't have any money to spend uh, in groceries and in, 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 in other stuff, uh, then the, 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 the bouncing back for the economy is going to be extremely difficult. All makes sense. All makes sense. Um, wow. Wow. I mean, everything's interrelated because you got to keep the employers going so that they can bring the people back. But if you have people earning full salaries right now and you're not making any money, you're going out of business. So it, it's, it's a really challenging situation on every side. Yes, that is correct. And that's why we always, we also wanted to talk a little bit about certain measures that the government has taken uh, into being a little bit more flexible with uh, business owners. Uh, and, and I think Roberto is going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, just prior to Roberto jumping in, I know that there are a lot of questions about lease payments. Okay. Um, right now, it, it has, it's very important to know that it hasn't been approved. Uh, but there's already a bill in Congress that basically wants to set a moratory for uh, for lease payments, both residential and commercial. Okay, uh, I reviewed the bill. Uh, I don't think it's going to get passed like it is. Uh, I think there are going to be some changes made to the bill to the to the project. But I do think that probably in the next week we're going to see something coming out of Congress regarding lease payments because basically. This is something that is affecting uh, the whole country. Uh, so I'm going to let okay. Roberto jump in with uh, uh, some things related to uh, some breaks that the government is doing regarding taxes. Yeah, okay. thanks, Jose. So as uh, as you guys were mentioning, the biggest challenge now, not only in Costa Rica but everywhere in, everywhere else in the world, is basically <clears throat> keeping cash in people's pockets so that the economy. Uh, can continue moving to some extent, but also so that people can continue to buy their essentials, uh, groceries, uh, cleaning products, everything that they need just to weather this crisis. Um, in other parts of the world, I mean, Europe and, and what's being also analyzed in, in the US Congress, uh, countries that have money can send cash directly to, to the people that need it so that they achieve that goal. Costa Rica, unfortunately, doesn't have that capacity. So what we're working on or, or the government is working on is um, where can we give some breaks to uh, the Costa Rican people and, and everyone that, that needs it so that they still have some cash to cover their basic needs. So two important um, lines of actions that have been brought forward in, in this um, crisis are concerning banks and taxes. Uh, because people need to pay taxes and need to pay, or, or most of them need to pay credit cards. Uh, they need to pay mortgages. They need to pay um, their credits that they normally use to keep going their business or their normal consumption. So on that first line, uh, the banks, Costa Rica has a number of government-owned banks. Uh, in Osara, for example, you have a Bank of Costa Rica, which is uh, where a lot of people bank. And those banks um, can adhere to instructions given by the government. So for them, the government has issued some um, basic instructions to be lenient with their credits. So in general terms, um, that has consisted basically if 
someone requested to try to extend the term of, of the credit or the loan or the mortgage that they have so that they have more time to pay and they can then lower uh, the, the annual, the monthly installment that they need to pay to lower that burden. Um, they've also instructed banks to waive uh, two to three months of monthly installments and accumulate that to the principal balance owed. Um, the key wow. thing that's so, so, Roberto, can I just stop real quick? Did you <laughs> say that, that uh, like, is that enacted or is that just being suggested right now? That was instructed to the government-owned banks and they are establishing that. Uh, some banks have decided to do that automatically. It needs that type of assistance to go to the bank, knock on the door, and see of all these measures that they now have available, which they can implement. That instruction is for the Costa Rican banks, but we, what we have seen is that private banks have also followed suit. So a lot of the, the Costa Rican private banks that are not uh, obligated to adhere to this instruction or this order from, from the government have also communicated that they will take um, different extent of measures. Some have stayed with what the government has suggested. Others have gone way beyond and basically say, uh, if you don't need to pay the credit card for the next three months, come come tell us and, and we'll find a, a solution for you and, and work with you to, you know, find a way to, to carry forward this this burden. So in this, in this specific sense, uh, what's important is that you go talk to your banker, uh, see what your bank is doing, uh, what sort of options they have on the table, and ask basically for what you need. I mean, we've, we've seen um, banks go way and beyond of, of what we had expected, basically with, with the same comment that you were saying with regards to loss being more flexible than, than what it's usual for Costa Rica. Banks are, are also reacting very well and trying to keep businesses going and, and their own uh, personal credit lines going as well. That basically through through credit cards, the last one, but also for business owners so that they can, uh, to some extent, use that uh, loan or credit to probably enact some of the uh, flexibility in their labor situations. And as you said, if they don't have cash coming in from uh, cons consumers, they could at least use the credits to reduce um, their their payroll instead of having to, to fire everyone. Um, so that's concerning banks. Uh, with regards to taxes, which is uh, one of the other uh, things that normally takes uh, cash out of your pocket, um, what the government has said is, or the way income tax in Costa Rica normally works is you have uh, four uh, annual installments that you have to do on a quarterly basis, and then you reach the end of the fiscal year and you pay whatever's, whatever's left. So for now, they've said the second installment that it's uh, covering from April to July, you don't have to pay that. And you, we don't expect, to, expect you to pay them. So that'll at least, uh, that cash that the businesses and uh, independent workers had allocated to pay for those taxes will remain in, in their accounts and they can use it for uh, to cover their expenses, keep the business going to some extent, uh, whatnot. And you will and then, need to pay that, you will need to pay that in December 2020. Okay, so it's just going in arrears similar to the loan suggestions. Correct. Correct. Because that, it, it is an advanced payment that is normally made towards that final payment of taxes. So what they're saying is we're not going to require you to make any advanced payments for uh, the next quarter. That could be extended if, if the situation does not improve. I mean, it's one of the, of the options that's on the table. Then the other direct measure that has been enacted, and this, this one goes as well, 
uh, particularly to to businesses is that for commercial leases um, the the VAT tax will be exempt for April May and June so again that's another payment that that the businesses are normally required to do that because it's going to be exempt for the next three three months um, the cash is going to remain with them and, and it can help um, contribute to, to the payments within within this crisis. Uh, Rich, one thing that uh, regarding banks, uh, we are telling people, you know, business owners, individuals who, who might not be able to pay their credit cards because, you know, their salaries are going to be cut or, you know, their income is going to come down, not to wait for the government to do something. Contact the bank right now, okay? Uh, this week, we have been all days uh, on the phone with banks, um, you know, negotiating things for clients and for businesses. And they have been extremely helpful and flexible. Okay, so I urge people to contact their bank, uh, you know, whoever their contact at their bank right now, and not wait. Okay. Okay. Uh, the banks are prepared for this. Uh, you know, they are they are working hard. And to be honest with you, I've had a very very positive response from from most of the banks I talked to during the last couple of weeks. Wow, that's a lot of surprising information on this phone call. Yep. Yeah, that's what I told you that, you know, there's mm. some cost oh, strange times, though. Yeah, there, there's some positive uh, in all of the negative things that are going around, you know. Mm. Well, hey, before our internet signal goes out, are there any predictor three that you'd like to get out there or prepare people uh, for? Well, to be honest, uh, I saw your... your uh, the podcast that you made yesterday with Dr. Alejandro. Uh, the biggest thing is regarding, you know, the restrictions on mobility that are taking place right now from 10 p.m. to 5 p.m. Um, from a legal perspective, and, and I don't think that we're going to see a full lockdown of the country, uh, not only because uh, the health ministry has said that it's not needed, um, but also because from a legal perspective, that would be very, very unlikely to happen because the, the way our laws are written at this moment will not allow it, okay? Mm. So there will need to be a huge uh, change in Costa Rican law for that to happen. Uh, and from the signs that the government authorities have said, you know, at the end of the day, that's not what they want. Uh, a full lockdown of the country is not something that we should expect. I think we should continue to expect uh, things moving in Congress uh, with regards to help to, you know, to everyday Costa Ricans who are going to be left in a very bad position, uh, especially because once the suspension of the labor agreements start kicking in, you're going to have a lot of people that, you know, that are not going to receive their payments. So they're going to need help. Okay. So I do think that the agenda in Congress will move a lot towards that. Okay. How are we going to help these people? Okay, because it's very important to, you know, to, to have them uh, with at least being able to fulfill their basic needs. Okay, uh, because, you know, this is like a snowball effect. If we don't take care of that, then we're going to probably have, I don't know, uh, maybe high crime on another end. Okay, so, so we, we don't want that. So I think what we need to expect is more regulations regarding uh, a Costa Rican version of a bailout. Okay. When I mean Costa Rican versions, because we don't have money to do a bailout, like Roberto said, like, like you guys know about it in the U.S. or in Europe. Um, so our bailout needs to come uh, through the approving of laws that will benefit 
uh, a specific specific groups that are in need. Okay, uh, I continue the Congress pushing um, also laws towards making things more flexible for business owners and employees and employers. I'm sorry, and uh, you know I think as I mentioned we're gonna prob we're probably going to see laws regarding moratorium on certain payments, uh, maybe something related to leases. And, and I think that's what we need to expect. More things that are gonna, on one end, protect uh, everyday Costa Ricans that are gonna be left in a bad position uh, because cutting off jobs. And then on the other hand, a number of laws that will benefit or that will try to reactivate the economy. Mm. It seems like these first, this first go round of changes is targeting the employers so they can get to the employees and at least keep them working if the if the employer is able to do so. That's correct. Um, or at least reserve their job for them if, if they're completely shut down. So it's a it's a horrible situation, quite frankly. I don't want to mince words. When you can't pay your bills, you don't want to sit still at your house. <laughs> at some point in time, it becomes all right. I'm going to go out and face this thing. I got to make some money and pay my bills or to protect my family. Yes. So at some point in time, they're not going to be able to keep people inside, but for so long before things happen. So it's interesting to see the measures that they're taking right now to try to get to the everyday employee through the employers. Correct. And, and also, uh, there, are, there are other things that are direct, directly, uh, I'm sorry, strongly directed towards employees. For example, the government has said that they're going to pass a moratorium on certain things like electricity bills, water bills. Okay, so that uh, at least every one of us, even if we don't pay for at least a couple of months, will not get the water electricity shut down. Okay, so, uh, you know, I think that um, bearing in mind the, the, the fiscal situation of Costa Rica, the government has reacted uh, very rapidly and actually very reasonable to a lot of sectors that are claiming for attention. So, uh, if, if there's one good thing to take about all of this situation is that the Costa Rican government has reacted very promptly and, and very, very responsible uh, related to a lot of matters. Yes, and just adding to that, and the, um, the other item that, that we're keeping an eye on mm. is um, the credit lines from international organizations to have a bit of cash um, to direct to, to people in need. So the details of that, uh, of those are still being worked out in Congress, but we should expect um, more action once they have secured uh, a line of credit or some extent of funds that they can discretionarily use for this type of, of situation. And the other measures that, that we are also expecting to benefit employees are, uh, for example, early pension retirements or some of the mandatory um, saving schemes that we have. I mean, when you pay the social security and, and that what we normally call just social security is made up of a number of different contributions to different schemes. So they're going to establish um, special regulations to allow the people in need to pull out some of that cash that they've uh, saved while they work so that they can have something to live on the crisis. Because as you said, what's more important is get a cash to those uh, persons so that they don't have to go to other extraordinary measures to try to to make a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, all all good stuff. My my big fear is this goes on too long and then crime skyrockets. 
Yeah, that's um, what we that's what we need to avoid at all costs. And and I really hope that you know these measures are just very uh, you know initial uh, things that the government is putting in place. I really think that we need stronger ones uh, because I think Rich that should be a priority. We don't want crime to skyrocket. I appreciate both your time. Um, sorry for the serious tone, but I guess is, this is what you guys talk about all day. Not too many jokes in there yet. One <laughs> final thing, uh, Rich, regarding immigration, because I know that a lot of people in Nosada yep. might have that question, is uh, a lot of people are, are misint misinterpreting what the government said, okay? Basically, the rule is like this. Right now, we have our borders shut only and only nationals and residents were allowed to come in, okay? But the government basically passed uh, a decree saying, okay, if you're a resident and you leave the country, okay, during this period of state emergency, then it means that you, they say that you lose your residence condition, okay? But that doesn't mean that you lose it forever, okay? It only means that you cannot re-enter until the, the border is opened up again for foreigners. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot of people did misunderstand yeah. that, yeah. myself included. No, it, it doesn't mean that they, you know, that you get back to the airport and they cut your resident card in two. No, yeah. it just means like that it you took me forever to get that sedula, yeah. man. Exactly. So it means that you need to, if you leave, then you can only re-enter until we have opened up uh, full borders again. Yeah, okay, that's, it's, like that's, they, it's like they left that part off of the announcement. Yeah, that, so. that's very important. And, and you know, the, the reason why apparently they're doing that, uh, Apparently, in Nicaragua, measures are not being taken that serious. That's, that's what at least the reports from the news are saying. So the government didn't want a big uh, influx of Nicaraguans going back to Nicaragua through a Holy Week and that they have legal status and then coming back in. Um, you know, obviously, I, I don't know what the measures in Nicaragua are or if the government is right on that regards, but that basically, I think that's the reasoning behind that that specific guideline that they issue. Okay, so it's important for people to know it's not that you lose your residency forever. Okay, it's just while the borders are reopened. Okay, that's very helpful. All of this okay. has been very helpful. Not 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 very much fun to talk about, but it's all been very helpful. Next next time we when everything settles down, we can have a, a funny talk. Yeah, man, you need to get a joke book for the next conversation. Jeez. <laughs> I, have, I, have. I, I can I can tell you a lot of Nosada stories uh, starting 2004. No, I don't want to hear anything that'll make me sad for a while. I've got enough on my mind. But um, I do appreciate everything what, uh, for, for the business I run. We desperately want to keep whoever we can. But at the same time, once you can't always do that when you don't have the money to pay them. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Um, it's it's good to hear. It's good to hear that things are happening and we appreciate it all. So thank you both for your time. Hopefully in the future we can have you back on a much more lighthearted discussion and you guys can say something funny or at least one of you. <laughs> thank you, Rich. Thanks, Rich.